Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the hopeful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is our monthly economic update. And once again, I am thankful to be joined remotely today by Megan Kinsinger, Portfolio Manager in First United's Wealth Management Department. Megan, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Eric? I'm doing very well. I appreciate you joining me as always. No, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's that time of month again, time to get our, our economic updates. So uh, I believe you're going to start us off in the positives. What do you got for us this month? Yeah, I guess I uh, guess I drew the short straw this month. But <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to we're going to start with the positives here because they're still currently um, what we feel outweighing the the negatives that we're viewing in, in the market and in the economy. And, you know, whenever we're making our investment decisions and, and looking at the, the economy, there's so many different variables that, that play into those decisions. So um, one that we continue to reiterate month after month and, and we place high emphasis on is the jobs reports, um, which continue to, to come out pretty strong. Our labor market remains pretty tight. Um, back in January, we did add 467,000 jobs, which was well above expectations of 150,000. Um, the um, unemployment date—sorry, uh, the unemployment rate did inch higher from um, 3.9% in in December, which was a pandemic low, just slightly up to 4%. So still uh, fairly low. Um, we are are seeing some some wage growth. They they rose. Um, about 5.7% compared to, to last year. Um, a lot of this has to do with, um, so, you know, the, the minimum wage increases and, and some companies coming out with those minimum wage increases. So, so we're seeing a lot of that help, help raise uh, the, the wage growth. Right. So, yeah. So good things coming out of, of jobs reports. Um, the, the JOLTS report, another um, jobs indicator, does continue to show strong labor demand um, and confident workers. That job openings remains at, at a historical level above 10 million um, in, the, in the quit rate, which is where, um, you know, employees will, will quit a job to go take another job, did edge down slightly in December, but, but it did a, remain above 4 million um, so that's that's pretty high. You know, employers, employees are going out and they're saying, oh, you know, I could uh, I could get a pay raise here. Oh, I like the, the that I could work from home here. So so with this job market, the way it is, they have the ability to to kind of jump around into more desirable positions. Um, another indicator that we that we like to look at and I know we talk about month after month is that. Institute for Supply Management, so their manufacturing and service indices, um, both of which remained in expansion territory for January. Um, they did slide down. Both of them slid down a little bit um, and have been sliding the last couple of months, but but again, still remaining in that exceptional growth level. Um, manufacturing index inched down to 57.6% in January, and, and that services index fell to 59.9%. 
both the manufacturing and the service uh, respondents keep reiterating um, now for months the the holdup really is the the labor and and the supply chain um, really continues to to gum things up for them um, but but we do expect that to moderate here throughout the year um, and, and kind of ease some of the pressure there yeah the um, the backlog of orders number is still in exceptionally high range as well but I mean it's it a far did. it's a far cry though from where it was I think one of the months that you and I spoke four or five months ago it was in the 70 percent range so, yeah so is that is that starting we're starting to see things start to maybe you know trend towards normalization so I would say yeah I think we're seeing things starting to trend towards normalization but again what's really backed all of these um all of these up is that labor and supply chain restraints. I mean, they can only do so much, right? right. Um, if you if you don't have um, employees showing up to work, you know, that, that obviously will um, hinder productivity and, and what they're putting out. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get your materials in, it, it'll do the same thing. Um, but like I said, we do ex- expect those pressures to um, moderate here. And, but, but, I do want to point out again, you know, even though it, it's fallen, we're still in that exceptional growth territory. Right. So continues to to remain um, pretty positive here. So so when those fall below 50, then we'll be more concerned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I think it's just um, things are, are trying to moderate. Um, so and then um, another positive, I don't know if you saw, but uh the Q4 GDP was released. Um, it, it came out at for at 6.9%, which was um, in line with estimates, but was above the 2.3% recorded that was in in the third quarter. Um, for all of 2021, GDP growth averaged 5.6%, which is an exceptional year. Um, you know, 4% is great, let alone 5.6%. So it, it was a great year. For GDP growth. Um, moving over to the negatives, um, you'll notice, and I'm sure you're very excited, that COVID is no longer top of the list <laughs> as is our main concern. Um, you know, it's still obviously a concern, but but um, what took its place was um, the, the monetary policy mistake. Um, you know, it was late last year, Jerome Powell um, it became a little more hawkish and and really put out that that the Fed is now has the intentions to speed up their tapering process uh, beginning this March and and um, with, sorry with an expected March 2022 conclusion and rate hikes possible um, beginning in March um, so so with that increased speed um, that does increase the risk of policy mistakes. Uh, you know, but the Fed has indicated that if, if something were to change in the data, that they would be willing to pivot um, away from their, their current view. So um, still on the list, COVID-19 does, of course, still remain an important driver of economic growth throughout this year. Um, but it's, it's no longer the most important driver. We've seen a rapid decline um, with a 71% drop in average daily cases since, since mid-January. Still something to to watch. You know, there's still the fear of other variants to, that that will come out, but 
But um, the amount of people that have either had COVID or vaccinated and boosted um, has increased. So it's, it's not something to be overly fearful of. Um, another, uh, something else that continues to, to pop up month after month on our negatives list is valuations. Um, they do remain a, a concern. They're pretty elevated, although um, some have moderated due to the recent pullback in the market that we saw in, in January and in early February. So if strong earnings growth can continue as it has, um, this, this won't be a problem. But if higher levels of inflation and supply chain issues sap earnings momentum, the markets could be very vulnerable and we could see some elevated uh, volatility within the markets. Um, moving on to, to dive a little bit further into that inflation I just discussed, um, January CPI did rise more than expected uh, with the headline up 7.5% year over year. So that is the consumer price index and the core was up 6% year over year. Uh, really what led that was was energy, food, and, and vehicles, which are hard to come by right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I hope you don't need to buy a new truck anytime soon. <laughs> uh, with, with the biggest potential hit from housing uh, yet to come is, is those housing prices really continue to crime, climb. Um, wrapping up the negatives, you know, something else that's in the headlines is the, the Russia Ukraine, um, geopolitical risk that's, uh, and, you know, obviously the financial markets do, do follow the Russia developments closely, uh, while keeping an eye on any signals from China regarding Taiwan. Um, historically, geopolitics do not impact financial markets for long. Um, it's pretty temporary and they rebound within a month uh, unless the market outlook fundamentally changes. But but as of right now, we don't anticipate any fundamental changes. Gotcha. So, Megan, wrap it up for us. Like, what Based on everything you all are seeing, the positives, the negatives, what are the conclusions we can take away from this? Yeah, sure. So, you know, looking back into into 2021, it was an excellent year for the markets. Um, and, and that brought us into 2022 with a, a richly valued market, um, but not obscenely valued. Uh, the, the approximate 10% incorrect, in correction in stocks um, doesn't unwind the over overbought market that built up since the crash in 2020. But we're viewing this as a as an attractive entry point. Um, for a lot of stocks. So, so our outlook for the market remains positive throughout the year with expected returns in the mid to single digit range. And we just anticipate um, higher, higher volatility as, as we work through this inflation, this elevated inflation that continues to persist, those, those labor and supply um, chain disruptions in both services and man manufacturing. We just anticipate that that's gonna cre create increased volatility for the year. You know, looking over um, at the Fed policy that I mentioned previously, um, they do expect to tighten. Um, policy normalization alone is not a major risk to, to the equity market, but it does leave it, again, more vulnerable. So more volatility. Um, so, so that's really our main theme, right? So that the trajectory of inflation will ultimately be a large determinant on whether or not market lows um, that have, that we've seen can rebuild um, for renewed upside. So we're hopeful that the inflationary pressures will ease um, throughout 2022, uh, but 
but again, we don't expect a linear trend. We, we expect that volatility, that choppiness throughout the year. Got it. Megan Kinsinger, Portfolio Manager in First United's Wealth Management Department. Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. If, if any of our listeners have a question or want to learn more about something that they heard today on, on the podcast, what's the best way they can get the support they need? Yeah, absolutely. Um, please go to www.mybank.com. And if you go to the wealth management page, you'll be able to locate an advisor near you. Feel free to, to send us an email or give us a call. We'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United, my bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.